You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Welcome to Quantum Leap Book Club. During the next hour, beloved mind scientist Parisha and her guests from around the world will read and discuss various best-selling books with well-known authors. Every show will apply retention techniques designed to help you to absorb powerful knowledge to effectively change your life. Join us every week for a thought-provoking hour and re-listen as often as you can. You will be delighted by what you learn and you will be excited by the results. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Here's Parisha. Welcome to Law of Attraction Radio Network's Quantum Leap Book Club. Our host, Parisha, is traveling and teaching at the moment. So the co-host will work with you today while we complete the wonderful book, The Gratitude Effect by Dr. Joe D. Martini. Today we have Joyce Mollenhauer, a registered nurse and naturopath from Kingman, Arizona. Trina Cooper, an entrepreneur from Denver, Colorado. Marianne Love, a psychologist based in Melbourne, Australia. And Rosemary Heyer, a teacher of English, particularly for children in Frankfurt, Germany. And myself, Ella Way, from Sydney, Australia, an environmental biologist. And we'd like to start today looking at chapters eight and nine. So we're concluding this wonderful book. And I hand over to Joyce. So this wonderful book of this chapter, Healing with Gratitude, of course, is interest to me being a registered nurse, as well as a doctor of naturopathy. He brings forward ideas that I don't know that people allow their brains to go as expansively as what he does. And even the fact that he says, our human body is the only place I have to live. And do I take it for granted? These are questions that we do need to ask ourselves. He, he describes it in musical language, a magnificently structured temple of sacred architecture. Now, if we even had that on a sign somewhere on our mirror, and we looked at that, such a reminder of what this body is all about. He, he goes actually into the details of the physical construction and leads us through the fact that we have body systems that are made up of organs, that are made up of tissues, all the way down to the atoms. He talks about the fact that there's billions, and these numbers are huge to think of. This is the body that we're living in. Billions of atoms composed of subatomic particles. And then he goes on to describe them as waves. So this is all about energy. This is all about quantum physics and definitely something worth pondering and absorbing into our being. So our entire body is the particles are vibrating at trillions upon trillions of cycles per second. And he uses the word trillion, which I've never ever been exposed to. So the dictionary says trillion means it produced to produce a quavering or warbling sound. And I, I expect that this is a sound that perhaps we could hear if we were open to it. I, I know I'm not aware of that sound. So being grateful leads to experiencing wellness instead of illness. And he does wonderful examples all the way through this, starting with himself. He was born with a hand and a foot that was turned in. And he eventually earned the right to be a pitcher of a, a baseball pitcher of a little league all-stars. And this was totally because 
He wanted to run. He had a desire to run. He had gratitude every time he ran. And just imagine if everything we did all through a day, we felt excited and grateful for, our life could be just absolutely changed in many wonderful ways. He, he talks about the hidden motives that human beings have, that we sometimes, with, he uses the word conscientiously, we go out of the, our way to break down our body. Now, who would ever want to admit that we deliberately want to break down our body? But we overeat, smoke, we eat unhealthy food, we don't exercise. And one of those examples was an attractive female lawyer whose clients had wives that were threatened because she was beautiful. So this lawyer, in order to maintain her clients, she put on weight and wore glasses to look less attractive. So there are times in our own personal lives that we do things like that. And then we have uh, people who have accidents. I love the fact that he breaks down the word injury to jury within. So there's an imbalance of manic, he says, that we get too excited, too enthusiastic about something that's imbalanced and needs readjustment. Or we're needing readjustment because we're too low on that scale. So obviously, being aware of that ahead of time um, and cautioning ourselves, we don't have to have those injuries. We don't have to have those accidents. He talks about wellness being a concept, including health and disease. I don't know that everyone recognizes there's the two ends of the range. We're healthy or we're diseased. And which end do we want to be in? Well, there's definitely ways we can do this. And professional people, if we eat a whole pizza, they'll tell us we have indigestion, a physician, for instance. Or a naturopath might tell us to quit eating so much. But there's different reasons inside ourselves of why we actually ate that whole pizza. So that's what we want to come in touch with. So our body actually, and this is kind of a quote from the book, is a love and gratitude seeking organism, wants us to feel appreciation and love. So if we listen to our body, this is the message we're going to get, to appreciate and love it and treat it as well. I think I'm going to go back to those early words in this chapter as the magnificently structured temple that it is. So with gratitude, our physical body can function at the very best. And that's what we our goal obviously is. We build up the barriers, but we can knock them down. Fear definitely interferes with our immune system. Guilt is a distorted memory of the past. So these are things we want to recognize, but totally move past because with gratitude and love, we can do that. He talks about the four cardinal pillars that he identifies as love, gratitude, certainty, and presence. And the presence is one of the big ones that I don't know that we all think about. We want to be in the present moment and be present with what we're experiencing. So those are kind of the key things that I identified as I worked through this chapter. And it's definitely a very useful information. Indeed, very useful information, Joyce. And 
think the wonderful thing is hearing those many perspectives. So I I hear that this is particular for you in your your field of healing people, especially um, with both that mix of traditional nursing and naturopathy, because he does touch on both in this chapter. I appreciate that summary. And over to Rena in Denver, Colorado. Hi. Um, yeah. I want to take a look at some of the highlights of each of the little pieces in the chapter. And um, so in chapter eight, we're healing with gratitude. And he begins on page 221 that says, really, what if you're already perfect? And have you ever thought of your body as actually being perfect just the way it is? It really is truly magnificent and a miracle. And how come we're not grateful for that? All we look at are imperfections. We focus on those, but maybe if we were grateful for the whole body and realized that what we saw are imperfections are really just judgments on our parts, this would give us an opportunity to take a look at the things that maybe we don't think are perfect and ask ourselves, why don't we think they are? Because ideally, our bodies are energy and matter. They come from subatomic particles into atoms, into molecules. They're amazing. So let's begin to give gratitude for the bodies that we do have and the lessons that they're going to teach us. On page 225, he says, your body's a gift. Well, how can it be a gift? What if we're challenged? What if, we, what if there's a problem with it? Well, if there is, then maybe... If we take that in and we do take that as the lesson and we give gratitude for it and we strive for things that are greater, maybe we're not just taking it as a gift for us, but maybe we're demonstrating to other people how important it is to really strive to be 100% on who you are. On page 228, he talks about searching for hidden motives behind why we do things and Joyce touched on that a bit it's like if our body's that magnificent if it's truly a miracle then why do we do things to it like addictions and too much food why do we create things in our lives that actually we injure ourselves so we need to take a look at those behaviors what's missing is it love is it appreciation is it not being like we feel we're threatening someone, why do we need to do those things? So that's really important. On, on 231, he talks about accidents and how we attract them. And again, why do we attract the accidents? What do we need? What do we need to gain from hurting ourselves, no matter how we do it? And we need to take a look at those questions too. Why do we create things in our lives? where we hurt our bodies, need to go inside and take a look at those things. On page 240, he talks, or on page 236, he talks about, um, don't you ever listen? And our body gives us feedback. It tells us when there's something wrong. Why do we ignore it? Why do we blow off those signals of indigestion or nausea or fatigue or whatever they are? Why don't we take a look into those things and say, okay, we're not in balance. Why are we not in balance? It's important to take a look at those things, make those corrections and keep our body the magnificent thing it is because it serves us every day. 
It's the only one we have. We need to have gratitude. And then again, the science in on page 240, he talks about how emotions can kill. I think we've talked about that before on this show about how emotions, and he brings um, up fear, worrying about the future, and guilt, worrying about the past. Holding those kind of worries, we run on high adrenaline when we're worrying about things like that. And what it creates is an unbalance, a dis-ease in our body, which brings in disease. So it's important for us to really take a look at these things. On page 244, he begins to talk about how he held a miracle in his hands. And he tells a beautiful story about a young man that he was able to cure, even though or help cure. We got to keep in mind the body cures itself when it's brought into a balance. But we have to um, understand that when we really open up our hearts and we listen to our intu intuition and we trust, we can help bring about that balance to other people. And we can bring about that place where an actual miracle can happen. That story is awesome. And I encourage you to get this book to listen to it because him listening to his intuition and trusting and being brave enough to step in and help somebody changed someone's life incredibly. And on page 249, he says, unleash that healer within. Use your love and gratitude and certainty and presence to actually serve people, to help bring healing about on the planet. And just a quick touch on chapter nine, which is really a wrap up on the final thoughts of gratitude. So I'll let you know that some of these are um, realize that mistakes are really mistakes. They're lessons that we have. So don't beat yourself up about them. Learn from them and be grateful for the mistakes you have in your, in your life. Realize that there's nothing but love. Everything is in love, even if it's if we see it and we judge it as good or bad. Everything there is love and it comes from love and it's an expression of love. It's for us to learn. It's for us to have an experience. It's for us to be grateful. And the final thing I'd like to say is that um, when we realize, and there's a beautiful poem on page 271 that talks about to realize the value of everything, treasure every moment you have, gratitude will change your life. And that's what I wanted to share today. That's great to complete it on that one, because yes, yes. And I think things like the poem, having that around your space so you can remind yourself frequently is a beautiful thing to do. There is many, many, many gems in this book, little pieces that we can surround ourselves with. And on that note, I'd like to hand over now to Marianne Love coming to us from Melbourne, Australia. Hi, everyone. This is an awesome book. Um, I've gotten so much out of it and I'm sure you will too if you're reading it along with us but I think some of the key points he's um, offering us is the ability to shift our perspective and even when he considers the body and under the title what if you were already perfect I know a lot of us can focus on a single point of the body and make it wrong but he's actually inviting us to look at the whole systems of the body and how miraculous they are as they all work together and he slips in a bit of um, profound science, actually, he kind of sneaks that in there really subtly. But it's like if you really, you could spend a lifetime studying that science, which is quantum physics. 
and understanding at the smallest nature of every cell or atom everything is waves so he's saying that we are frequency machines we're relating to frequency at all times so um the body in itself is a miracle it's and it's easy to consider how miraculous it is uh, if we look at its systems and organs and how that comes down to the waves and frequencies so it's truly a gift um and he's really under the next heading your body is a gift he's really inviting us to look at the hiddens in situations and just to be grateful and he's saying that every every situation every body has an advantage even if it's say a disability like he described the young girl that laughs all the time like she was she was you know um, in my words a slobbering mess but she was laughing and happy all the time and you know she obviously had some brain damage but she found happiness in all of that so I guess in everything um, in all of our bodies we can look for the advantage in in them and it's a matter of perspective which I like the way in every sort of example he gives he offers us the opportunity to look from a different perspective um and even looking at the hidden motives of illnesses like he gave lots of examples of why several women were overweight and a lot of it came back down to what was the payoff for being overweight maybe they could function in a male dominated world maybe they made themselves unattractive to men so they wouldn't get pursued like lots and lots of reasons so all of us need to look at what are our underlying um, benefits or agendas of any illness that we have and how we even attract accidents I like the story he showed he shared about a girl he kept treating she had four car accidents and then eventually helped her to understand well what's that pattern about like why is she having so many car accidents and the payoff for it was she was getting her parents attention and and actually the sister was getting a lot of the attention for all the good the sister was doing and and all she could do was to have car accidents to get her parents love and attention so once he brought that to the family's awareness they were able to shift how they validated this young lady and how she could get attention for things that she valued and she eventually stopped having car accidents I think she had one more after that but um, didn't turn up for any more car accidents so just understanding the patterns of everything basically is his whole theme in all of this um, he says don't you ever listen and he says the body symptoms really tell you what's going on to actually listen to them um, for example if you have too higher expectations it will cause you to have anger or hate which will run your immune system down so just listening when the body has an illness listen for what's underneath it because emotions are often the key to all of us to all of what's happening in the body I like the story you shared um, Trina about the boy that um, he healed it was an amazing story the boy had a, his skull right pushed down on his spine after an accident and basically became brain dead um, and he took the leap and pulled the skull off the spine and this kid got some life force back again and started to heal which was a really miraculous story but the key in I guess that healing was he was able to hold love he was able to hold gratitude he stood in certainty and he stood in presence which are the four pillars of healing um, which we all have access to as healers and as also people healing ourselves we all have access to those four pillars of healing and he's pretty much guaranteeing if you do all four you'll be healed 
Um, and the last chapter also was pretty um, profound, chapter nine. And he really is like honing in, like really drumming in how important gratefulness is, which is the whole book. <laughs> but um, like even the story about being grateful for having nothing, like when he was on the streets and he was hitchhiking and he was living off leftovers of people's plates of diners, like people came forward like and helped him. Like the waitress bought him a meal one time when she saw him eating people's leftovers people gave him rides like um he, when he had nothing he was deeply grateful and now where he has a lot he's deeply grateful and um so having nothing isn't an excuse to be ungrateful in fact um when you're grateful for having not much you'll end up having a lot so and and some of the hardest things to be grateful for are losses or mistakes um and you know find this challenging but thinking about um you know the what's the benefits of a loss he really gets you to break down what the illusion and fantasy is because often when you have a loss you sort of fantasize about um, or you magnify particular qualities of a person or a situation and make it unbalanced in your perspective perspective um so he helps you invites you to guess ask questions that um, get balance in your understanding but also see how other people fill the role, like the lady that missed her confidence in her husband. She didn't necessarily miss his underwear on the ground, but she missed his confidence and his presence and just realising how when he was gone, that role or that quality became apparent in her son and other people around her. So just being able to see situations from a holistic perspective is really, really important. And just really on that note that... Um, talking about that there is nothing but love and that if you can hold all emotions in the opposites and hold them in love then you'll be in a beautiful place of gratitude and health and wellness and I think often we think that we need to just hold one side of a polarization like the positive but he's saying hold both together and then in love and then you're in balance and and to take time with that inner voice to actually sit and listen to it and when you're in a space of gratitude you can hear that inner voice. You can hear um, your how I understand is your soul talking to you, and that that will really help um, guide you in this life. Um, and you know, in the ultimate question he's asked throughout the book is how does this serve me? So when you're not feeling the gratitude, when you're feeling illness or unhappiness, how does this serve you and others? And just ask that over and over and over until you become aware and realize how grateful you are for everything and just to realize that each moment is to treasure so that's what I got out of these two chapters absolutely each moment to treasure and I so appreciate the different perspective and again I'm sure there's a depth of wisdom behind what you're sharing with the many patients and the many people you've guided through losses and feeling guilt and and the other aspects that we've talked about and uh, speaking of perspectives, let's now go straight over to Germany and hear from Rosemary. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, a lot of it has been said, so I'm not going to repeat uh, any of that and jump right into um, what really fascinated me is that he actually went to the subatomic articles in each of billions of our atoms in the body. And he clearly said that the body is a vibrational wave. It is pure energy. And that is truly magnificent. 
He also said he, that he worked with thousands of people and he's convinced that everybody has an equal share of likes and dislikes about their body. I found that interesting. And it's really up to us to love all parts of our body. And that includes disability and dis disformation. And uh, it became really clear for me with a woman who has polio that I, I really like that story. She had really no legs and uh, divine order made it possible for her to uh, meet a husband who was six feet tall and weighed 300 pounds. So this child of a man carried her on one arm when they were going places. And she had beautiful eyes and beautiful smiles and their appearance made people see only beauty. And I feel this is really a magnificent display of the divine order, which to something which first seems to be looking really like a very unfavorable situation. And in uh, page 228, he talks about search for the motives that we heard before. And I thought it was really interesting how he was using one of these emotionally balancing questions with a lawyer. What are the benefits of being overweight? And that is a question many, many maybe want to ask themselves. And she kept looking and she found that unconsciously she really became unattractive to keep her mostly male clients in her practice. And she was so grateful for it that this overweight had really made that possible and she resolved that issue. And there's another case of a woman who found all the benefits for her cancer. And uh, she found out a lot of things which has changed her life. She secretly wanted like more time and time for herself and um, also, she, uh, she was really clear and was very, uh, very uh, touched by that situation that, that th uh, this cancer gave her so many benefits changing her life. And uh, when it comes to uh, the accidents and how we attract them, I really love this story. And I know you already have shared one story. And he has re really these cases made it more clear for me what the Demartini method is. And this is an unbelievable case. I mean, he he has a, a new CEO who unconsciously manifested to have two plane crashes. And each crash he, crash, he was really maniac. He was celebrating and puffing himself up about big deals he had just made. And he was so overexcited with champagne in his hand, he literally said to his pilot, take it to the limit. And in that moment, the engine crashed. And when he discovered that he attracted the plane crashes, it never happened again, and he slowed down. And another part I really uh, thought there was really a very good story is, uh, which proved what he was saying is that uh, the idea of um, the woman who um, had cancer and uh, he told the woman the usual question, what is the benefit of that cancer? And he asked her to wrote down, write down 200 benefits. And that is really important if you want to work with this to take so much time that the energy actually shifts. And uh, I'd like to come to the end with the chapter eight by saying that um, he says, how can we all become healers? And what do we have to do to all become healers? And one of the things he talks about, and Joyce mentioned that before, he talks about the four pillars and um, that we have to have love and appreciation and that repairs all ourselves we have to have certainty in the mind which is possible if we have to if we resolve our emotions and this allows us to be truly present and we have to have present 
So I recommend that you are really doing the exercise following this chapter eight and where you can really heal yourself if you look for the hidden motives and heal on a deeper level with gratefulness and love and certainty and presence. And just a few spots on, on chapter nine. I really uh, was also very inspired by the idea that you, when you fear a loss, it gives a loss of a person, or maybe in a relationship or someone died, that merely is a signal of addiction, he says. It's not a sign of love because love always stays. You really love that person. I thought that was really an interesting statement to ponder about. And he said one more thing about opening your heart uh, with gratitude. That really uh, makes it possible that you hear your inner voice more louder if you are open, open your heart with gratitude, if you practice gratitude every day. And also to hear the more inspiring messages, which, which come on more and more, the more you are practicing gratitude. And he's also made an important point when we have these impulses and inspirations, we need to act on them immediately. Otherwise, we might beat ourselves up later about not doing it. Overall, the Demartini method is really a method where you can practice healing yourself. And that's what I have to share. Thank you. Indeed, it is a practice of healing yourself. And also that point of being someone who can assist in someone else's healing in as much as uh, you don't necessarily need to witness when somebody is, say, putting themselves down. It's such a common thing for someone to say, oh, I look bad in this dress or I look this in that or I look this in whatever. But to realise that's probably not what it's about. There is another question. So pointing out to someone something to, that's lovely about them or something they can be grateful for, maybe that little switch that they need. So I appreciate that um, summary there, Rosemary, on both the chapters. And I'll bring some key points and then we're definitely going to have all the co-hosts and, and have a conversation about some of those highlights and go a little bit deeper. And it, what stood out for me was right at the beginning, they talk about the body in terms of waves, the quantum physics part of it really tied it all together in terms of, well, how is it that our thoughts can result in seemingly spontaneous healings? How is it that thoughts and the emotion of gratitude can have an effect on a physical body? And I feel with this introduction of the physical body being, yes, a structure, but an energy, and the thoughts and feelings are energy, then we've got energy working with energy. And that's how those changes can be made. Because instead of looking at it as a hard physical cell, like a little marble that needs to be moved here or there, we look at it as a vibration. And if you've ever seen a thing called cymatics where they play music on sand and it makes different patterns, that's what I was thinking of when I read this chapter, how the sound changes the pattern. The sound is a frequency, how our feeling changes the frequency. So moving from that, it just led the rest of the chapter really powerfully with that part of um, that we need to ask those questions about what what are the emotionally balancing questions? Like if I have gratitude, gratitude can so resolve or dissolve even despair. And he moves from this to say, you know, the body never lies. So we need to ask those questions of ourselves and balance those. And the part about how I held a miracle in my hand, that was the young, the young boy who'd taken the fall and smashed his brain 
Uh, and as Marianne said, had his, his skull was jammed on his um, spinal cord. And the holding the miracle in the hand, what, what Dr. Joe Martini shares is the unconditional love. When he said to the parents, I'm not exactly sure what to do. And the mother said to him, if he lives, we rejoice. If he dies, we accept. Through that, he felt that he had been given the permission. And as he said, he then allowed himself to center. It wasn't about him. He handed over and went with the intuitive thought. And it made him what people would call a miracle. It, it, it brought back the flow and the life force to this young man. He encourages us to unleash the healer within. And there's a whole section on that. And part of that is, again, asking questions. There's a whole series of questions in here. So if you, are, if you have an illness or someone you know does and there's a way to introduce the questions, I mean, for example, the very first one just says, how has my illness? And then you fill in. What, what has the illness done for you? The affirmations. My body is love, a love-seeking organism that guides me to making sure I truly love. So there's parts in here. It's an actual doing book. And then there's two exercises. Exercises how to find your own magnificence, which I, I highly recommend. Um, chapter nine, the final thoughts on gratitude. It starts with a you know, super little part about hitchhiking because it's telling us the hardest things to have gratitude for. And people say to him, oh, it's easy for you to say, you know, have gratitude. You've got an easy life. You fly around. Life is good. And he, that's why he shares with us the time that he had, which was um, hitchhiking from place to place. And what he was able to be grat have gratitude for was the diners. You know, you could go in and people had left food on, the set, food on their plates that they hadn't finished and they were quite warm. So how does he you know, eat the food without being too obvious and getting kicked out and then finding a person in their notices and instead says, hey, come here and buys him some food. And then he gets a lift. Now, how often have we had these situations? And it might be that it's the times when you put yourself into uh, just the flow path. I know when I used to travel, it was very much like that. But then when I went sort of nine to five work, work, there were less of those synchronicities. So allowing us to step outside habits I feel also opens us to realizing how many things there are to have gratitude for because these synchronistic things happen, these lovely events. And also a reminder that we can be that lovely event to somebody. We can be the person that pulls over at the bus stop late at night when it's cold and offers people a ride. We can just do that. That is doing what he said he appreciates. Now, this is years later. He's remembering that one person who bought him food at the diner and it cost her $2. That's what's making this. Um, he's also said that the when we're doing that, the hardest things, the hardest things are losses and mistakes. And he has a series of questions to help us work through those and find ways that they can have gratitude. And really that the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. And that's a big one. So he said if you've made a mistake and you can't find something to be grateful for in it, just keep going till you can find 22 things, till you can find 100 things. Just keep going until you have found something to be grateful in every mistake and every loss. And the book concludes with there is nothing but love. And the secret of wisdom is the inner voice. And to 
definitely create those times in your day where you consciously are listening to that inner voice, listening to what comes up, listening to what it shows, and part of that is the gratitude journal. So a beautiful conclusion to the book, The Gratitude Effect by Dr. Joe D, Dr. John D. Martini, is starting that gratitude journal. And he gets, gets us physically there by having day one, day two, day three, and this is a point where you write it. So that's our summary of the chapters eight and nine, concluding our book. And now I hand over to the co-host to open for discussion on these uh, wonderful concluding chapters. Who have we got ready? I like to point out again that, that what I got from the book and is, is just like, like the famous German writer, Rainer Maria Rilke says, love the questions. This is really, the book is really about love the questions, love to find out what are the benefits and what are the benefits of the opposite. So as you mentioned, Geraldine, like when we have these emotions, especially fear and guilt, how are these emotions serving me? Where is the hidden message? And we need to keep asking. And once we have been, been keeping asking, something opens up and there's a shift of energy I've noticed. And it's actually a, a sense of a bigger picture or what he calls the divine order. And we are suddenly overstepped more or less by gratefulness and that opens our heart. So then love kicks in and we are able to start seeing, uh, loving ourselves and making peace with that what happens or whatever it is, the negative emotions or even the illness. And I also like that he says, true uh, gratitude embraces both the, the unwanted and the supportive things in our life. He actually finds to only be grateful what supports us, like, you know, I have a shower, I have electricity, or I have my relationships. That's easy. But the true authentic gratitude is to, to simultaneously embrace both of it. And that opens the space for growth and for healing. It does, it does. And as you said, it's both together that open that space. And I feel that there's probably everyone will have something from this book because there's a time when you can think, well, I don't really have anything wrong with me. I don't need to do it. And then when you start to look, there can be an, a lifting off of the onion layers and you can actually find things where, okay, I've had a particular belief system, I've put a particular set of behaviours together that have had a, you know, the appropriate outcome, like the lawyer who put on weight. It got the outcome that she wanted. So sometimes things seem like they're okay, but they're from a reason that doesn't necessarily serve us. So by asking the questions, as he said in the book towards the end, you know, the exercise is in, reintroducing ourselves to our magnificence that's where I feel the questioning is also there so you don't have to go just because you have an illness or a situation go through those questions to reintroduce yourself to your magnificence as well and Joyce yes I like his final quote at the end of the chapter eight we all have the potential to unleash the healer within with the gratitude effect so my conclusion to that is recognizing it's up to us individually to seek within ourselves to find health and maintain that level of health throughout our life. 
and balance mm -hmm. is a key part of all of that. Indeed, indeed. And and each of us could even write a question of, of the balance. And he does have questions in there that are around the balance of emotions. Emotional ba emotionally balancing questions are in part of chapter eight. So that's a great place to go to. And a good point there, Joyce. And uh, Trina. What I loved about this book and kind of spinning off of this idea of balance is that he really does challenge you to take a look at the balance and everything that to recognize the fact that there is good and bad, right or wrong, whatever, but those are all judgments we have and they're all part of the experience that we have. And when we open our hearts up to both and we look at what's being offered to us in experience, in lessons, just in love, um, we create that balance, whether it's health, whether it's emotions, whether it's wealth, whether it's relationships, it doesn't matter. It's when we hit that balance when it's beautiful. And he also said in chapter nine, what I really loved is talk to yourself. Give, you know, when you look at gratitude, like look around everywhere, that inner voice talks to you, but talk to yourself, have that conversation with yourself and say it out loud. When you start walking around and saying, oh my God, I've got, I just so appreciate the beauty of the day. Oh my gosh, I so appreciate this. I so appreciate that. You're building those neurons in your brain to really look for that um, incredible gratitude everywhere. And it just lifts your vibration. It leaves that imprint in your mind. And pretty soon, everything you look at is beautiful. Everything you look at is um is something that gives you more gratitude and that in turn as we've learned before we're electromagnetic so what we put out we attract back when we're grateful and happy and our vibrations raised and we see beauty and gratitude in everything that's what's going to come back in our lives and all i can say is this book opened my heart and made me so joyful i would just encourage everyone to read it that is a, a great thing to encourage, Trina. And I, when you were speaking there, it also reminded me of what um, Grandmother Parisha has shared, one of the statements to make in the morning of today, as I open my eyes, I see a thousand beautiful things and may my hands hold 100 sacred objects. And as I look around, I see great beauty in all I see. And it really does program the neurons. And even saying it, it's almost like you can't say that with a smile. So if you've said that before you open your eyes and on that moment of, and as I look around and whatever you have that you look around at, you tell yourself already, I have great beauty in all I see. And if that can include a mirror and you see yourself all the more better and see the magnificence that brings it back to the beginning of the chapter here. And now I'd like to uh, listen to Marianne Love in Melbourne, Australia. Thank you, Geraldine, or LOA. Um, I was looking at the end of the chapter eight. I really like how he actually gives some real practical exercise about how to go about going into gratitude for the body. And he gets you to um, write down and ask the questions, how does, say, when you think about parts of your head, how does it serve you? Like, how does your hair serve you? How do your eyes serve you? Your skin and nose and lips serve you? And I think just going through that the practical and doing those exercises, you actually for yourself realize how much magnificence there is in each of us internally. And it's not just then a, 
and out there mind you know maybe I could be grateful yeah yeah sure I could be grateful you really get into the embodiment of gratitude for each and just taking each of the parts down which I've done and it's a great exercise I'm a bit like Trina I feel like this book is a bit of a game changer it's one of the ones I'd put on I've got a few powerful books it's one of the ones I'd put on the powerful book list in my life Mm -hmm. yeah I hear you and I think a lot of that power as you said is because of the what the information absolutely but also the very uh, well-placed questions both to question ourselves and the affirmations that go with that as well uh, it part of which just reminds me another part that I listen to because I'd like to listen to these books as well as read them is valuing time and there was a section that said, you know, to realize the value of a year, ask a student who's failed a final exam. Or to find the value of nine months, ask a mother who gave birth to a stillborn child, the, you know, the value of a month, a mother with a premature baby, you know, all the way through to an athlete that might miss out on third place by one second or a part of a second. So realizing that there's this valuing of everything as well so if we don't have gratitude and the whole day goes by just think well actually what is a day what is a minute what is an hour so that's a beautiful part in writing the end of the book too to reflect over and i know rosemary has some more information with us yeah and what i like about that book and that's why i also recommended to buy it is that every chapter has question exercises and not only for now for today for your life today but you need to go way way back into your life and clean up things and balance things and i really like his poetic uh, uh, um, language in in chapter nine where he says let us be waking up to the balancing ways of nature acknowledging the universal harmony of opposites that is love dancing with opposites i just love that that's beautiful yes indeed and also that that part too that reminds us to awaken the healer within also in that it's what's our role with the people around us i know i mentioned it briefly before but i found we've had the conversations with grandmother parish as well about there's times when people aren't going to like what you say you know there's this it may come up as confrontational like earlier in this book when he told the guy he couldn't have a job that guy came back and had started up his own furniture business we're looking now at examples where we could be saying to someone well you know the illness you have is one that you've brought on like we know that's controversial whether you're saying it to a person or you're saying it to somebody else or when he had to tell the parents of the girl who kept getting herself in accidents to say look she's bringing this on not to make her bad it was a subconscious pattern it was the way her body mind had come to deal with things so what are the things not only in our life but those around us that we may be adding to a condition a condition or a pattern of behaviors and beliefs that don't help someone so if it's ours to do, it's not ours to go around commenting on everyone and telling them they've brought on their own diseases. But if it is ours to do for whatever reason, if you have that role, how do we be brave enough to say it, brave enough to say it well? So that's that's one of the questions I've been journaling on as well. And uh, who else would like? We've got five minutes where we conclude this- just on what you're saying, uh, Eloy, I think it's key is education, which is sort of what we're doing that, and people writing books and 
So then someone can, of their own free will, with that understanding, start to explore their own patterns. But, and I think also self-disclosure is a way, because this is human and we all do it. Like every condition we experience, um, there is an underlying belief system or program as a part of it. And I think, you know, just being transparent helps other people also come out um, and look at themselves and not feel like they're being attacked or blamed it's sort of sort of like such a blaming culture in some ways generally people are healing from so yeah it's important to find a way that people can do it with love in their heart for themselves absolutely it, it really is and I, and I like that that is I found that quite often it's when people share a story of something and in your own mind you can go oh well you know it's a story that you can share that story then with somebody else so that's a powerful way yes Appreciate that. Any final final remarks? Now, next week we do go to a new book. And my understanding, it is this wonderful book here, The Secret Language of the Heart, How to Use Music, Sound and Vibration as a Tool for Healing and Personal Transformation by Barry Goldstein. So be ready for that and have... Get your gratitude book though, because that is not a book that you finish. That is a book for life. It's full of questions. We keep changing, keep answering those questions. This is Trina. And I think what's really wonderful is we're going to move from gratitude and opening our hearts with gratitude right into Barry's book, which he's a he's a um, wonderful composer and musician. And I've known him for a lot of years. And um, he wants to share with us that whether we're musical or we're not musical, that we can use music to help us heal and how we can get rid of negative mindsets and attitudes and really open up that gratitude all over again, the creativity and health and stuff through music. So we're going to, we just like open the heart with gratitude. And now we're going to add the beauty of music to actually help transform us even more. So I'm really excited about what's coming up. Absolutely beautiful. And that's a great way to conclude in today's uh, program. You've been with us as we've gone through The Gratitude Effect by Dr. John Martini, And it's that time to conclude our studies. We appreciate you and we appreciate sharing your time with us. You matter and you count and always make a difference. We look forward to being with you next week as we make the greater leap to consciousness have a powerful week and allow your light to shine all good things OCO. thank you for listening to quantum leap book club for more information where you can contact us go to loaradionetwork.com forward slash quantum hyphen leap have a great week